When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Raider Nation, it's that time of the week again. Subscribe and tune in to get the latest news and analysis on all things silver and black. But yes, the Las Vegas Raiders have their guy, Josh McDaniels. Looking for objective opinions and interviews with A-list guests? Just pod, baby. Congrats on 100 episodes. I'm happy for you guys. Keep doing your thing, and thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. Look no further. You are listening to Just Pod, baby. A Las Vegas Raiders podcast. Brought to you by SB Nation, part of the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. And now your host, Evan Grote. Raider Nation, we are back at it again. Let's go and welcome to Just Pod Baby, the week two preview show. I am your host, Evan Grote. We are brought to you by SB Nation, part of the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. The Raiders are looking to avoid the 0-2 start this week versus the Arizona Cardinals, who are also looking to avoid that same start. It's the home opener out at Allegiant Stadium. I'm sure many of you out there listening are heading out to the game this weekend in Las Vegas, so I'm a little bit jealous, I must say, but I hope you enjoy your time out there in Las Vegas. I'm glad you are aboard again. Uh, There's much to get to. Dave Ziegler making some tweaks to the roster this week as the Raiders are already dealing with some injuries. Uh, so we will get into some of that, the injury report. Derek Carr spoke to the media this week on Wednesday. I want to dive into some of the comments that he made. And as always, as we do on the preview show, we will start to look ahead to the Arizona Cardinals who are coming off the beatdown at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 1. And joining us in Segment 2 is Cardinals beat writer for the Arizona Republic, Jose Romero. We will get an insider's look at the Cardinals from Jose, so you don't want to miss that conversation. That is the rundown for this week, but let's get into it. Let's get it started with some news and notes from the week. And the big news this week has to be the injuries. Already dealing with some key players who are banged up right now on this roster. I'm going to start with Anthony Averett. Broken right thumb. He heads to the uh, IR. He's going to need surgery. Um, So he is out at least one month. And, you know, when I look at the the loss to Averett, he started the game in base defense on the outside, and then he was also in there on nickel. So he was playing a bunch prior to injuring himself uh, early in the game, or the first half of the game, I should say. That's a big loss for now. You know, the team already, I thought, had depth issues at corner, and uh, th- that depth is now going to be tested really early on here in this season. And in response to that injury, Dave Ziegler went out and, signed a couple of cornerbacks um, as insurance, starting with Nikhil Roby Coleman. Uh, He played last season with uh, the Detroit Lions. I can't say I know a lot about this guy other than what I quickly looked up uh, online about him. He's a 10-year vet, so he's got plenty of experience in the league, but, you know, how how good is he? You know, I don't quite know. Uh, Another person that they brought in is, is Javelin Guidry. Um, if I'm saying that name correct, who they signed off waivers from the Cardinals. 
And he was with the Jets last year. He's only been in the league for two years, so he's a younger player. He did make uh, 11 appearances in 2020 and 17 appearances in, in 2021. So he does have a little bit of experience under his belt as well. And these are not guys you want to see on the field. If that is the case, then you know the Raiders are having a major problem in the secondary. Let's hope it doesn't come to that point. What I do expect to see while uh, Averett is uh, on the shelf is that you're going to see Nate Hobbs and Rocky Sin uh, on the outside starting in base defense. And then when they move to nickel, I believe you're going to see Amik Robertson get the first crack at it in the slot. Uh, or, or the only other scenario I could, I could imagine is that maybe they want to give young Sam Young a chance on the outside and, and keep Hobbs on the inside and nickel. We're going to have to wait and see how that all plays out on Sunday, but that's some of my thoughts on that. Also, my guy TJ Turner, or DJ Turner, I should say, he was placed on IR as well with an ankle injury, so he's out at least four games. Keelan, uh, Keelan Cole, uh, who was signed to the practice squad after not making the team, he has now been activated to the 53-man roster, and, and Turner was starting as the kick returner uh, alongside Amir Abdullah last week with the Chargers. Um, when he left the game with his injury, he was replaced by Zemir White, so I, I would expect... Zamir White to take that role over for the foreseeable future and until uh, Turner comes back. And you know, while we're on the topic of injuries, this is something I normally like to do in segment two, but we'll just we'll just get it out of the way now. I want to go through that injury report, um, the Thursday injury report. Andre James, um, I'm sure you heard um, he was injured on the last play of the game last week, and he was kind of seen in the locker room. He left the game in uh, in an ambulance, went to the hospital, dealing with some concussion symptoms. He did not practice this week. He has not worked yet on Wednesday or Thursday. Brandon Bolden, also uh, a DNP on Wednesday and Thursday. Trayvon Merrig did not work this week yet as of Thursday. The same with Denzel Perryman, who is dealing with an ankle injury, um, also did not practice on Wednesday and Thursday. So, you never know. I mean, sometimes these guys get a, a limited practice in on a, on a Friday and they are able to make it a go on Sunday. So we'll have to wait and see on that as well. The next topic that I wanted to talk to you guys about, and, and I got the idea, this all came to my mind as I was listening to Derek Carr's media session on Wednesday. I spoke about this on the recap show about being patient with this team this year because of all of the changes. I've told you, I pulled back my expectations for this team this year. I I pulled them back. I picked the Raiders to be a nine and eight team last year. I was wrong with that prediction. They won you know ten games, ten to six. This year, I didn't go with a prediction. I gave you my floor at, uh, as nine wins for this team, and I gave you my ceiling, which I think is twelve wins. But during the offseason, I talked a lot about a possible regression, or, 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 or maybe not a regression, but maybe I wasn't expecting the huge season that others were, that others were talking about that this team could have. And, and the sole reason for that is that sometimes when these new regimes come in, it just takes time to mesh. It takes time for everything to come together. Think about it. There was a lot of turnover on the roster by Dave Ziegler. There's a new offensive and defensive um, system that's being implemented and, and and just a new philosophy in general from the top down. New team president, new executive. There, there was a lot of changes in this organization this year. 
And it, it doesn't always happen overnight. And I'm not saying these things to discourage anyone out there who might be listening or to suggest that the Raiders won't be a playoff team this year because I believe they can be. I think they have the pieces necessary to get into the playoffs. But at the same time, I would not be surprised if things got off to a slow start and then gradually we saw some improvements as the season went along. Anyways, again, I heard Derek Carr talking about something. Let's go ahead now and take a listen to what Carr had to say and I'll discuss it further when we're finished. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He's a very good teacher. Um, when you know, he doesn't just throw some up on the wall and hope it sticks. Like he describes every bit of it, so you understand with every call. And it's hard not knowing our conversation. You know what all that means. But but he's so, he's such a very good at explaining, very good at um, teaching exactly how he wants it done. I mean, you know, I got a lot of philosophies in my head, and I'm trying to get rid of them all to make sure it's only what Josh wants. You know what I'm saying? And so. Um, I'm fighting. I, I fought through that a little bit uh, in, in in OTAs. You know, try to clean it up, try and clean it up. And and as we keep going, our discussions, you know, from the last game, like I said, were, they were good. They were positive. And and then the most important thing is that I do them today in practice. You know, I don't just write it down and say, oh yes, sir, but that I go out there and I do it. And that's the same for every football player. You always want to make sure, okay, whatever they say. Now when we go out there on the field, it, it, is it retaining? You know, am I actually doing it? And so that that was the important part for us today. So there you heard Derek Carr talking about working uh, the communication and the relationship between him and head coach Josh McDaniels. But the part that I want to uh, bring to your attention is when he said he has a lot of philosophies in his head and he's trying to get them all out of there and do exactly what McDaniels wants him to do. And I, and I think that's very telling. This is a quarterback who has had several different offensive play callers in his nine years. And, and and for the most part, he's done very well considering how challenging that must be to have to go through all those different coaches and learn all those different systems. Um, but that being said, I, I think he was being very honest right there when he says he's he battled with some of that. You know, some of those those philosophies from, from previous coaches, and he's battled with that during OTAs, trying to get those old philosophies out of his head. And perhaps that's part of the reason why we saw him play the way he did in week one. That could be one of the factors. I said it. I don't think he looked comfortable. I don't think he looked in total control like we normally see him. You know, he, he normally has much more command of what the, the offense. You know, he held the ball at times. He looked unsure of some of his throws at times. And I think once he settles down in this offense, he will be just fine. I'm not worried about Derek Carr. But, but getting back to my original point, about being patient. He isn't the only player that's going through this transition on this team. He's just one example. I'm just using him as one example, but the whole team, everyone on this team is going through it on both sides of the ball. And most of these starters did not play in the preseason, and we can argue about that all day, whether or not that was the right call. But the fact of the matter is that these transitions take time. And yes, I know that other teams in the league also deal with this. New coaching staffs come in, new offensive systems. I get it. Every team is different. So I just thought that that, that was kind of made a connection between what I had been trying to say about things taking time to mesh, 
getting the old philosophies out of your system and, and focusing in on what the new philosophy is. I thought that kind of talked to the point that I had been trying to make here in the last couple of weeks. So I wanted to make sure I got some of those thoughts out there with you. Um, and, and listen, I don't want anyone out there to think I'm down on car. I drafted him in my fantasy league, if, if that means anything to you. You know, uh, you know, a league that I'm trying to win some money in. So I have faith in Derek Carr, uh, number one, and and I do expect that he's going to have a very good season. And I and I really expect that he's going to have a great game here in week two, bounce back against the, the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Now, speaking of this week, I do want to begin to shift our attention to the Cardinals. As I mentioned at the top of the show, both teams coming off a, a loss in week one and and looking to avoid that 0-2 start. And I, I saw a stat that was tweeted out from Josh Dubow, and I know he isn't for everyone, so those of you that follow him, uh, you may have already seen this stat, but he tweeted out, in the past three years, 27 teams has, have started out with 0-2 records, and none of them had made the playoffs. Um, he also points out that the last two teams to actually do this um, it was in 2018 when Houston and Seattle both started out 0-2 and ended up going to the playoffs. I want to point out something that I think is important to keep in mind with this with this stat is that now there's a 17-game schedule, so uh, that data is slightly changed now because there's just more games, right? But, you know, I saw the tweet. I thought I'd share it. And, and, and really the point that I'm trying to make with that um, with that stat is that all these games matter. It doesn't matter if it's week one, week five, week two, week nine. They all matter. These games are all important. That's why the NFL is so great, because all of the games matter. Unlike a Major League Baseball season when you're playing a 162 games, it feels like some of them don't really matter. In the NFL, that's not the case. And they're especially important uh, to a team like the Raiders because they play in the AFC West, and it's a very, very challenging division, and you don't want to get off to a bad start. You don't want to get off to an 0-2 start because the next thing you know, you're looking up at the Chiefs or the Chargers and you're three games behind in the standings and it's you know it's week seven, week eight, and, and you're still three, four games behind. You don't want that to be the case. So it's an important game. And the Raiders certainly don't want to start out 0-2. So they need to take care of business. And I think it's the offense's job this week to lead the way. The Chiefs did whatever they wanted to do last week uh, against the Cardinals defense. And that is why I believe the key to the game will be the Raiders' wideouts. And I'm also going to include Darren Waller in that, although he's a tight end. Um, but I think that's the key to the game. The Raiders' receivers and tight ends have to dominate the secondary and, and the what I believe is weak coverage ability of the Cardinals. I was watching some of the game from last week with, the, with Arizona and Kansas City. I thought linebacker Isaiah Simmons, who I know is a super athlete, Great athlete, you know, they use him multiple places. I understand that. He had some issues keeping up with Travis Kelsey. He was beat for a touchdown in the first quarter. And uh, I went on Pro Football Focus to get some of their numbers, some of their data. According to Pro Football Focus, he was targeted three times in the game, and he allowed three completions for 53 yards, including the touchdown. And not only him, their other linebackers were also exposed in coverage. Nick Vigil was targeted five times. He allowed five receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Their other first-round draft pick from 2021, I believe, Zaven Collins, he struggled as well in coverage, allowing three of five targets. So this could be a game, I think, where Darren Carr, Darren Carr, excuse me, Darren Waller might get it going. You might see him with an uptick in his targets this week. Maybe some of the running backs get involved in the passing game coming out of the backfield. Amir Abdullah, okay. 
I think it's a game that you could see those little short little dink and dunks across the middle, backs coming out. I think we could see that. And on top of that, who's going to deal with Devontae Adams on the outside? Is it Byron Murphy? Trayvon Mullen? I mean, not an ideal matchup for Vance Joseph and his defense. Good luck to whoever's got a matchup with Devontae Adams. On the flip side, on on the other side of the ball, defensively for the Raiders, it starts and ends with containing Kyler Murray this week. He is not an easy guy to bring down, not an easy guy to sack because he is so shifty, he's so quick, you know about the speed. I think the pass rushers must stay disciplined in their rush. Keep Murray in the pocket. This week, I think it's more important to make sure they are affecting the quarterback rather than just getting them down. Of course, sacks would be a huge part, but I, I think more importantly, they want to they want to um, make him uncomfortable. They want to force him into some bad throws, bad throwing angles, hands in his face, that sort of thing. The discipline has to be there. It's a huge part uh, part of this game this week because with these mobile quarterbacks. If you allow them to get outside the pocket and play that backyard brand of football and make those unscripted plays, that's where they can hurt you. We've seen it many times from Mahomes, and we saw it a couple of different times from from Justin Herbert last week. Got to keep, got to keep Kyler Murray within the pocket this week. That's that's the second um, key to the game. I have the Raiders winning this game. I didn't make a prediction last week, but I'm going to give you one this week. I've got a score to go along with it. I got the Raiders winning this game at home by a score of 31-20. to That's the score I'm going with this week. Right now, the Raiders are five-point favorites at home, and the over-under on the game is 51.5 points. All right, that is segment one. Time for me to get to a break, and when I return, we're going to be chatting with Jose Romero, covers the Cardinals for the Arizona Republic. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to Just Pod Baby, the week two preview show, part of Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Just Pod, baby. Run down the field on Your home for all things Las Vegas Raiders football. Raiders! News, views, and guests. Just win, baby. There's only one nation, and they listen here. Once a Raider, always a Raider. Welcome back to Just Pod, baby. I am your host, Evan Grote. We are brought to you by SB Nation now part of the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. Please make sure you go out there and subscribe 
to the show. And make sure you're following me on Twitter as well, at egroat 5 We're going to continue on now with our discussion about the Arizona Cardinals. And to help me do that now, we're going to welcome in our guest, Cardinals beat writer for the Arizona Republic. We are chatting with Jose Romero, who is here to help us preview the Week 2 game versus the Raiders and the Chargers at Allegiant Stadium. Jose, we thank you for the time, and welcome to Just Pod Baby. Happy to be here. I'm looking forward to being in Vegas this weekend. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you know, Jose, I was actually just starting to watch that that Cardinals-Chiefs game from last week, and, you know, they're coming off that lopsided loss, uh, and I, I heard head coach Cliff Kingsbury say after the game that they were beaten in every single way possible. Um, and I know they were dealing with some injuries going into the game, no DeAndre Hopkins, of course, but were you at all surprised with the outcome of that game based on what you saw throughout training camp in the preseason? I would say at least a little bit, you know, if not more. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I felt like, um, you know, last season uh, Kingsbury didn't, you know, he did the same thing as he did this this offseason, this uh, preseason. He didn't play his starters, kind of let them have a lot of time off, uh, days off in training camp, didn't play them at all in the preseason, takes the same approach for this season. And, you know, maybe that's not the right move. I mean, the – you know, those guys came out really flat, especially on the first couple drives on offense. Defense, they couldn't stop anything that Patrick Mahomes was doing. And granted, that's a tough assignment for anybody. But, yeah, to see them get to get blown out that badly uh, that quickly was, was, I think, a little bit of a surprise. Now, I'm curious because there's a lot of um... – talking amongst Raider fans because of the way, you know, I mean, Derek Carr came out a little bit rusty, a little bit flat. Some would say he didn't play at all in the preseason. Did a lot of the starters for Arizona play in the preseason? They did not. And that's the thing. Like they, Kingsbury tried the same approach last year and then they went, you know, they went, they went off at first. Uh, what I think they started out five, six and oh, uh, maybe even better than that. But, but yeah, they, um, they started out really hot last year after not having played those played their starters during the preseason. So they go back to the same thing this year and start off week one with a big blowout loss. So, uh, yeah, those guys definitely, I mean, we did not see Kyler Murray at all in the preseason. All he, about the most he did was call plays, you know, in the fourth quarter. Um, and a lot of those guys just didn't, you know, they didn't get in. And, and that was by design. Hmm, that's interesting. Interesting stuff there. Uh, you know, I mentioned the injuries that they had going into the game. I know it's a little bit earlier in the week here. What, what's the status on some of those guys going into into week two? I know they were without J.J. Watt and Rondell Moore, uh, one of their offensive linemen, Justin Pugh, and, and, and former Raider cornerback Trayvon Mullen. What's the early word on them and their likelihood of, of them playing this week? Yeah, Trayvon was back in practice today. In fact, it was his first one since, he, since the trade that brought him over here. So... Um, He's in there today, you know, can't really say for sure how much he's going to go, but he's on track to, to play on Sunday. Uh, Zach Ertz was on a pitch count on Sunday, the tight end, um, and, but he caught a touchdown. So, you know, this week he'll ramp it up and probably play a little bit more on Sunday in Las Vegas. Uh, Justin Pugh, kind of hard to say. I mean, kind of a day-to-day thing. They were down to their third string left guard on Sunday, and, you know, Sean Harlow acquitted himself fairly well you know but uh but those they have Justin Pugh didn't play the backup Cody Ford who they made a trade for with Buffalo in the preseason he didn't play so there's definitely issues on the offensive line and um you know just a, a Rondale Moore wide receiver was supposed to play a bigger role 
in the offense this year, he has uh, he's injured and he's not looking like he's going to play this week. So yeah, they're in a tough spot. They're still in, in a tough spot. Guys are getting a little bit healthier, but but there's still a lot of guys that are banged up. Cardinals beat writer for the Arizona Republic, Jose Romero, is our guest this week on Just Pod Baby. We're previewing the Week 2 game here coming up on Sunday. And I want to talk about Kyler Murray a little bit here. He got paid a lot of money this past offseason. He's getting elite quarterback money now. And without Hopkins and more in the lineup, do you do you think he's capable of putting the offense on his shoulders and then leading them to some victories? I mean, it's, that's, that's the thing, right? Like, he now has the contract to live up to. And he now has a lot of proving to do. Um, there's been signs. There's been some things he's done off the field that is, are showing his maturity as a person, as a leader, um, you know, doing a lot more things in the communities, uh, signing more autographs, uh, taking, more char- taking more charge and then holding teammates more accountable than in the last couple of years. He's definitely grown into more of a, a captaincy type of figure. Uh, and the big money is going to, you know, is, that's what that brings, right? That's what they expect. Um, as far as on the field, I mean, he didn't have all of his weapons on Sunday. That's not really a, a great excuse, but, uh, you know, he just has to he – need, he needs the time. He needs the protection. And they probably need to think about running him a little bit more because when he's on his feet and scrambling and making plays happen on the move, that's when he's most effective. You know, a few minutes ago, I, I mentioned Kingsbury said that they were beaten in every phase of the game last week versus the Chiefs. Uh, but in, in your opinion now, as, as you're starting to look ahead to the to this Raiders matchup, is there a particular position group, and I'm talking about on defense for the Cardinals, that you're concerned with more than others as they head into this matchup with the Raiders? I guess there would be two. I mean, um, more than anything else is probably the cornerback position. Um, they don't, they have a guy named Antonio Hamilton who basically won a job, won a starting job in training camp, uh, and then went out and had a cooking accident at home, burned, uh, burned his legs and feet. And he's on injured reserve for the first four games, at least the first four games of the season. So a guy that they were counting on to kind of shore up that position is not there for the first few weeks. So then they go out and try to address it by trading for Trayvon Mullen and, you're left with uh, with Byron Murphy, who's a veteran who they had hoped to use in the slot this year a little bit more often, but now he's playing, you know, every single down pretty much uh, out there. And also they have Marco Wilson, who's a second-year cornerback, has a lot of talent, a lot of promise, a lot of potential, but uh, he's the guy who lost that starting job to Antonio Hamilton. So um, – it's definitely, I mean, that, there's a lot of concern back there. You know, Patrick Mahomes was picking apart that defense regularly. Um, and he had a lot of success against their young linebackers, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, who's kind of more of like a hybrid player. But just throwing over the middle against those guys, those inside linebackers, uh, Patrick Mahomes was feasting on them. And then you have issues uh, on the pass rush without J.J. Watt. So, you know, who knows when they're going to get him back. It might not be this week. Um, he had a, a different type of injury after he had COVID. So it's, um, yeah, definitely that's the side of the ball where there's the most concern. We're chatting with uh, Cardinals beat writer for the Arizona Republic, Jose Romero. You know, I'm glad you brought up those young linebackers for the Cardinals because those are two of the players that I, that I also wanted to ask you about. And I mentioned uh, at the top of the interview, I was starting to watch some of the game from last week with the Chargers, and I've only gotten through about a quarter and a half, but one of the plays that stood out in my mind was 
the, the Chiefs' first first touchdown of the game when when Travis Kelsey beat Isaiah Simmons uh, for for a touchdown. Um, do, do you think yeah. that could be a matchup there with with Raiders tight end Darren Waller that could that could favor uh, Las Vegas? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. If I'm if I'm Derek Carr, if I'm Josh McDaniels, I'm watching that film really close and seeing you know how we can how they can exploit that. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they went after went after it again. I mean, um, Simmons is a freak of an athlete. He's a guy who during training camp was playing, you know, defensive back, safety. He was covering guys. He was, you know, playing inside linebacker. They, uh, they gave him the green dot, you know, to be the communications guy, you know, on defense. So a lot of responsibility. And, and it, they, they really seemed to have faith that he was ready to take that next step. Um, in game one, it maybe didn't look like it. So he might have a ways to go. I think, uh, you know, he'll get better. He definitely will. But these, these first, uh, these, this game, this past game, and then maybe this one against the Raiders, these, these are going to be really, really big tests. It'll be a big, uh, big, a big thing to watch to see how far, how far he's come from week one to week two. I'm also interested in getting your, some of your thoughts on the Cardinals' offensive line. I know they're without the, the starting uh, one of their starting guards. We mentioned that at the beginning of the interview. Um, but the Raiders have a, a pair of really good edge rushers. Um, one of them you know very well in Chandler Jones. And, of course, Max yeah. Crosby uh, plays opposite of him. How's that matchup looking to you with the Cardinals' tackles versus the Raiders' edge rushers? I mean, I think the Cardinals held their own pretty well against the Chiefs. Um, you know, Kansas City is not really known for a great defense. So, um, you know, they, they got to Kyler a couple of times early, and I think once that, that offensive line was able to settle down, they protected Kyler pretty well uh, going forward. And, uh, you know, that, it's, just, it's a good group. I mean, those guys are, are pretty close-knit. Um, you know, DJ Humphreys at left tackle. Will Hernandez is a road grader. He's a really physical guy on on, uh, on right guard. Kelvin Beecham, right tackle. Rodney Hudson, you know, former Raider, is the center. So he's kind of the anchor to the whole thing. So that's a solid group, an experienced group. I think um, they'll they'll be challenged, but I think they'll handle themselves fairly well. That's that's a big key. You know, you have to you have to give your quarterback time. And if Kyler Murray isn't going to run as much, you know, and he's going to throw out of the pocket or you know, throw, uh, throw more passes instead of use his feet. You know, that's, that protection is huge. And, you know, I was just thinking about this one while we're on the topic of, of Chandler Jones. I mean, you, you've covered him now for, for a couple of years. Um, there were some differing opinions amongst Raider Nation when, when they signed him, uh, you know, due to his age. He's, I believe he's 32 years old now, kind of on the, I would say, the back nine of his career. And I think some people look to, to his numbers last season. He had the five sacks in week one and then only had, uh, I think five more sacks, the remaining, uh, what, 16 games. Uh, what, what, what could you tell us? Sh- should Raider fans be a little bit more concerned with him or was that kind of just uh, kind of a, a fluke? I guess you'd call it for, from Chandler Jones last season. I wouldn't say really concerned. I think, I mean, he's a proven player and, um, he definitely, obviously he wanted to change the scenery. Um, you know, that, that playoff loss to the Rams was such a blowout. It left a really bad taste in a lot of guys' mouth. So, um, you know, it, <clears throat> he's a proven commodity. He's, he's a star at his position. I don't see uh, – I can understand the concern, but I, I think that that's a guy who's proven himself over time, and, and he'll get it together. I think that's uh, – you know, the guys over here today were, were – the Cardinals players over here were just 
speaking really highly of Chandler Jones and everything he meant to the team when he was here. And, uh, you know, there'll be a lot of uh, guys looking forward to seeing him again. All right, good stuff there. Uh, we've got one more for you before I, before I let you run. It looks like right now the, the line on the game has the Raiders as the five-point favorites. If you had to pinpoint, give me one thing that you believe has to go right for the Cardinals in order for them to get out of Vegas with a win this weekend. They absolutely have to settle themselves down on defense. They did not look ready to go against Kansas City on defensively uh, when that game from the outset of that game. Patrick Mahomes was, I mean, 11 play, 12 play drives, big chunk plays, you know, throwing over the middle, throwing to the outside, hitting Travis Kelsey. The running game was, you know, obviously aided by all the success in the passing game. Bad defense absolutely has to settle down. They need to get some early stops, get some confidence, allow, you know, Kyler Murray to get into a groove on offense. Um, but it starts defensively because those were, those were where the biggest issues were to be found. Definitely. Should be a hard-fought game. Uh, both teams coming off a loss in Week 1. Nobody wants to get off to an 0-2 start, especially when they play in, uh, both of these teams play in competitive divisions, so they don't want to fall too far behind. But, Jose, I want to thank you for the, a few minutes today. You gave us a, a great rundown there on the Cardinals. I know the listeners will appreciate it. Keep up all your great work. Thanks again, and, and enjoy Vegas this weekend. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, great conversation there with Jose Romero, and he agreed 100% with what I was saying uh, in segment one with my keys to the game, exposing those young Cardinal linebackers in coverage, and I believe Josh McDaniels will do just that. He's he's way too good with game planning and identifying uh, the opponent's weaknesses and, and attacking them, so I think this week Darren Waller has himself a day on Sunday. That's what I expect to see. Big thanks again to our guest, Jose Romero from the Arizona Republic. But that is going to do it for this week's show. Subscribe to the show at Silver and Black Pride. Please follow me on Twitter at egroat 5 and have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy the game, everyone. You will hear from me next week with the recap show. Until then, I am Evan Grote, and as always, just win, baby.